0: In Sex After, we are getting raw and honest about the most challenging aspects of sex, intimacy, and relationships after seismic change. This is Amy Marks. We're having intimate and unfiltered conversations with people who've been through life-altering experiences, and I'm finding out what sex and intimacy are like for them in the after. We're getting naked physically and getting naked emotionally. This is Sex After. I can't wait to have this conversation with Holly. Holly and I met in New York City when I was teaching at New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts, and she was an acting student there. We're both now living in Los Angeles, and this is the first time that we've seen each other in person in over two years. Holly and I are gonna be chatting about our relationships to our bodies, shame, love, and the power of choice. Please welcome my dear friend, Holly Tarkin.
1: You subbed my class, which I is did. how we met, which was one of the most memorable things ever. It was just, it was amazing. It was the universe and its magic putting us together at the right time. The last class before spring break of my first year mm-hmm. at NYCDA, and we were, I was, it was Meisner. Mm-hmm. Um, That's an acting it's technique. It's an acting technique. Techniques. So we were doing a scene, me and my, my scene partner were doing a scene from this play, I think it was called For Life of Limb. Oh of, oh, of of life, life and limb. And limb. Oh, yes, what, that's right. Yeah, oh, and so it was all about scene. an amp, uh, a man, yeah, an amputee oh God, who yes. lost his arm, and I was playing his wife, and it was the first time I was seeing him coming home from war, and you just opened up and you had shared about your experience. experience. Yeah,
0: so of life and limb, Keith Reddin. It's a, it's. A beautiful I love show. that play. Beautiful, beautiful show, and I yeah. love that scene. And when I first started. um, doing that scene, I did not, I hadn't had a double mastectomy. Yeah. Um, so I saw it in a very different light mm-hmm. now for me to, because losing my breasts to me, it felt like a form of yeah, adaptation. Yeah. And
1: so I had said to you, I, I shared, you I shared. shared my story. Yeah. And then I, I almost broke down right then and there. Um, and then getting through the scene, it was just—it was one of the best. Why scenes. did you almost? Why did you almost? Break because down? the next day, I was going in for surgery to get my breasts re-reduced. The next day. The next day, <laughs> the Holly. Next that day. is.
0: I didn't remember that part. Yeah. It was
1: the next day. That it was is the next that day. That is just. So I grabbed you after class, and I just like asked if I could hug you, and I cried, and I told you that I was like, it meant so much to me because I was so nervous, and. I didn't have the support I I wanted to have going into that surgery. I had a lot of judgment around it. I grew up in a very conservative homeschool community in a tiny town in Alaska. So, I mean, it's... it's, What was the town? It's called Chuyak. (laughs) (laughs) It's between Anchorage and Wasilla, which are like two more maybe well-known cities in Alaska. I lived literally under a mountain like a hobbit, like just tiny not a lot of people I I was in like a homeschool group I think we had five people in our like graduating did you always know I'm always fascinated by people who leave small
0: towns did you always know you wanted to get out
1: oh yeah yeah oh yeah I couldn't I loved it there It was a beautiful place to grow up but I knew that I was meant for bigger things than being in a tiny town and that tiny town was great for some people but it wasn't it wasn't great for me anymore So back to not the support. Right. So I grew up in just like a very conservative community. Like you don't talk about your body. You don't talk about your breasts. You don't talk about being a woman. You know, like I had friends, male friends who were teenagers who didn't know what a period was. Like they just did not And so it was like that kind of conservatism. So I, I grew up. Wow. Even with
0: like online, they couldn't like
1: Google. Well, that wasn't it. The internet was big, but it wasn't. Also, Alaska seems like it was like two years behind internet. Okay. Well, I okay. still remember dial up. Like, oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Um, yeah. But so I didn't have a lot of support from like my friends back home and my family was wary of the decision. Um, and I had been living in Texas two years prior. So again, very conservative. I did have support from one woman there. Um, she was actually the one who encouraged me to get it because her best friend was a plastic surgeon. And she's like, your insurance will cover this if it's for medical reasons. So
0: I have so much to, I want to talk about (laughs) your insurance covering it, but I'm going to say it. You're a twin.
1: I am. I'm a twin. And it was really, it was really hard for her, just like the most loving, caring person, but it was hard because we're, we're not only twins, we're identical twins. So being a twin, there's a huge bond, but being an identical twin, it's, it's different. Because a lot of your identity is tied up with each other growing mm-hmm. up, you know, like if my friends wanted us to come over, it was not Holly and Corey, it was the twins, you know, so it was this unit. So we both had very large breasts for, for our figures. I was a G cup pushing an H so, I have to tell you before i yeah. I knew you were G
0: Cup before yeah. uh, this interview, so I had to Google. <laughs> yeah. I did because you know, it's like all these numbers. Like, yeah F there's G. I had no idea. yeah, and Holly's ho- <laughs> this is the first time I've touched my breast, but we will be like another, <laughs> like 40 so many times. yeah, <laughs> we'll touching our breasts. But Holly's very petite mm-hmm. and um, G is 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 a yeah. larger breasted woman
1: Yeah, I had a 13 inch difference between my my bust and my waist and i i mean i have i still struggle with back problems they're a lot better now but i developed scoliosis very early on and so having me and my sister shared this thing right we were we had one other friend who was very big busted it was like kind of our little clique we we understood what it felt like what did it feel like holly it was i mean especially as like a child and a teenager it was really hard especially in a a, a, a like a conservative community there was so much shame built around our bodies and
0: so what, what, what do you, in what way
1: I was, I remember like we were in church groups and, and stuff and they always would talk about modesty and we would get called out for wearing the exact same thing as another girl who is smaller than us chest wise. And like they wouldn't, they wouldn't hear a word, but because we have breasts, we can't wear a scoop neck t-shirt or anything resembling a V, you know, we can't have our bra strap showing because it's provocative And it's like these women who are supposed to be leading us and mentoring us and making us feel safe created this environment that felt very judgmental over something we cannot control. And I had, I mean, it was really terrifying as like a young teenager. The attention from older boys and men was, was disgusting. It was like I had this friend and I was, her brother was talking to me. He was several years older than me. And she came up to us and he was like, no, go away. The breasts are talking. I want to talk to the breasts. And I was the breasts that I wasn't a person. I wasn't, I didn't have a name. I wasn't even a girl. I was the breasts. And that was, I was like 14, 15 when that happened. And that's scarring. I was
0: just, that is the exact Holly. That is the exact word that was just in my brain. It's
1: scarring. And it like, because of all of this shame around my body, when I was... And I was a dancer. I was a ballet dancer. So I, I was... a ballet dancer. <laughs> you can't have boobs. You can't. I couldn't fit into any of the leotards. I would have to wear three sports bras under so my leotard. So that leotards. must have
0: really been painful. Oh, yeah. To, to, rap, to literally have yeah. to tie yourself in.
1: Mm-hmm. It was. And I mean we get rashes and, and rubs from the bras because we would have to wear an underwire under sports bras to be able to get the support we needed to dance right. and to be able to fit into these very tight costumes and low cut because it's ballet. Yeah. Um, so I developed an eating disorder really young. I was, well, not really young. I guess it's like a normal age. I was around 16, 17.
0: Is it, did you develop a disorder because you thought... Because a lot of people, when they lose weight, yeah, can lose I was just—I
1: don't think I had enough knowledge to even really consider that. I think it just stemmed from this huge place of insecurity in my body and wanting to be small, and wanting to be able to control something, you know. Because I can't—I can't control a lot of my, in my life, so I thought maybe I can control the way I look, and I got smaller, but my breasts remained pretty much the same which
0: probably made your breasts look even bigger oh yeah and they sagged
1: smaller. more and and my body was so weak and like i was i'm five six i was 107 pounds with that is a g cup you were teeny i was teeny tiny teeny. like yeah.
0: probably unhealthy teeny
1: oh yeah i looked yeah. like a skeleton yeah Yeah, a skeleton with (laughs) with balloons strapped onto it. I'm
0: glad that you can laugh about that because sometimes I feel like, oh my god, if we don't find like no, it
1: was kind of hilarious. Like it's horrible. I always joke that I gave up a career being a Dolly Parton impersonator. You know, I've seen so many casting calls like Dolly Parton theme parks, and I was like, well, darn it, darn it, I could have done that. (laughs) I could have done done that. I could have had a great career at Hooters. You know. (laughs) And they they might make good they wouldn't have even now. interviewed me. I would have walked through the door and they're like, "You're hired, done, done." <laughs> done. Um, but I'm gonna travel back yeah. to your sister. Yeah.
0: So she was not.
1: We hadn't been living apart from each other very long. I was in New York. She was in Chicago, and that was really hard separating in the in the first place. Like being in different states, living do you in you different have that states.
0: Twin thing oh yeah. That they talk about like you know like if she's yeah. upset you like do you feel yeah
1: a hundred percent. I remember my mom loves telling the story when we were learning how to walk and crawl. She like ran headfirst into a wall and she was fine. And I sat down in the middle of the floor and I held my head and I (gasps) cried. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I'm sure it's true. My mom's a very truthful person. Um, But yeah, so I don't want to say it was... I don't want to call her unsupportive because I think it's so much more complicated than that. And we've had some incredible constructive conversations about it because we were both feeling very hurt about it. She was scared. She was scared, I think, for two reasons. I think because at that point I was recovering from my eating disorder when I was 20. I was getting to a better place with my body. Mm -hmm. I had gained weight and she was afraid that it was coming from a place of insecurity and wanting to change my body again, which is fair. Given my history, that's totally fair. Right. And I knew it wasn't for that reason. I knew it was because I didn't want to be in pain anymore. And I wanted my body to be what I always envisioned it being. And it wasn't coming from a place of insecurity. It was coming from a place of this is attainable and this is beneficial. And it's my body. So I get to make this choice. And then I think another fear of hers, which is again, such a valid fear was we're not going to have this thing. Anymore. We don't live in the same place anymore. Our lives are in different trajectories. Like, I'm studying acting, she's studying Bible, and like, she wants to become a missionary. Like, she's just the most kind, giving person. So, it was this we had this one thing that we always had ever since we hit puberty. We shared this struggle, and then I wasn't going to have that anymore. I can't even imagine how scary that would be for her. And so, she was more quiet, like she wasn't unsupportive. She was just more quiet, which of course was hurtful to me. Of course. But she needed that space. And I mean, we've had so many amazing conversations about it now, and I mean, she's the closest person to me. She knows me so, like, she knows me better than anybody because we've never known life without each other. So it was, but it was hard having her be absent. So
0: when, I can't even imagine, yeah. how, what, what about your parents?
1: My dad was, I think, sick and tired of paying for my chiropractic visits. So he was like, fine, whatever. If insurance covers it, great. My dad's a very partial, very like, he doesn't care. As long as I'm healthy, he doesn't care. My, yeah. I didn't
0: mean to cut you off, but no. from what I hear, insurance does cover it if it causes you pain in yeah. your body.
1: Yeah, and because That's I've been, important. yeah, because I... Developed scoliosis at like thirteen, <laughs> and because I've been in and out of the ca- like chiropractor and massage therapist, I would go twice a week when I was in high school because
0: it is a tremendous amount. Oh yeah, wait. I mean, I'm going to get into with you like how does your body feel just weight wise? Yeah, I get emotionally but- well, and
1: I I couldn't sleep very well back then either because finding a comfortable position to sleep was hard because. They were cute. I would have, like pick them up and move them like and they did were you, huge. Did you
0: just all of a sudden? I have so much I want to ask. you, yeah. Did you all of a sudden like? Because remember, like as a kid, like you, you, we wait and we wonder for like for our boots yeah. to grow. Like, right? Did you wear training bras or did you all of a sudden just like was it like boom snap one day your? Breasts you know what really
1: felt like overnight because I remember being in a training bra and it like cutting me off at the nipple. Like it literally cut my boob in half and they didn't fit. And I was wearing these small bras for so, I was trying to squeeze into a D for so long before I went and got fitted at Nordstrom. That's where I after my double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Nordstrom, not that I'm doing a commercial yeah. for Nordstrom. But <laughs> I love Nordstrom, but I love Nordstrom <laughs>
0: too. Not just their broad department, yeah. but they. Uh, I don't know if they still do it, but they uh, did a thing where they would fit women. That's after what a double I did. Mastectomy. Oh, because yeah. Because you're, and I'm. Sh- it's like all of a sudden, I know you can relate to this. You have these new breasts. Yep. And, and, you know, I, in my case, I had implants. Yeah. It was just different. And, and my, my bra side, sh- the whole yeah. thing changed. And I think I probably cried the entire way through my fitting yeah. with that woman. You'd oh, I remember. for very different reasons. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember you talking about that in your show, though, because I might, can I go off on a little rabbit trail about your show? Oh, I love it, rabbit Because. Trail. Okay, my show. Okay, you, you can even yeah. say the name of my show. Go ahead. Isn't it nice tits? It is. It's nice tits. I saw it in New York with, it wasn't, you weren't. Doing it alone. You had other women doing it with did you. Did you see
0: the women of Hadestown do it? Yes. Oh, you
1: saw it. it was just amazing. And I, I got to hear your whole story you and did. how, like, just the fact that I'd never even thought about getting new nipples because I kept mine. They cut them down, but I got to keep mine. You did. But I, that just blew my mind. And there was one part in your show that was so, so specific And I lost it. And this was after my surgery, but it was just still so comforting just to hear women talk about breasts and be so open and honest about it. You were talking about the sandwich the night before. The turkey sandwich. This is
0: ordering the turkey sandwich the night before my surgery. And they messed up your order, right? They messed up my order. And I'm deeply superstitious. I'm like a nut with superstition. And I had had like... A bunch of surgeries before this because a year before I had DCIS, so I had two lumpectomies and then I had yep. all these different biopsies. And I always ate the same exact thing yep. before every surgery: a turkey sandwich on <laughs> lightly toasted rye with a slice of tomato, yes. and shredded lettuce. So New top. York, I love so it. So New York, and I sounded my my New York Jewish accents coming <laughs> yeah. out as I yeah. said. But that's what I had to had to eat. Yeah, take to go ahead home.
1: Yeah, but then I think you you mentioned either it was I can't remember if it was your apartment number or your building chicken. number. They gave me chicken.
0: By they accident. give you
1: chicken. I'm kind of, it's weird. That number, like you're superstitious. I'm kind of superstitious around that number. That number has been just so significant in my life. It just, it kept popping up in my life. And so just hearing that again, it just, I felt this instant connection to you and I don't know why that's when I absolutely lost. I had to go to the bathroom. I was sobbing and I don't know why, but it was just hearing that number. I just like felt my soul was tied to your Mm -hmm. soul at that moment. And then I felt like what you were feeling with the anxiety over the chicken sandwich, not being turkey. And it was just, yeah, it's funny. That's, I feel like that's a scene that so many people really relate to.
0: Yeah. It's just that one little thing. Because yeah. so many times in life, like, something horrible is happening. We keep it together. We keep it together. We keep it together. We're and dying inside. And it's one small it thing. And then someone, like, bumps into you or cuts you off in line. Mm-hmm. And you're
1: like, <laughs> and we yeah. just, like, lose, lose our it. shit. Yeah. It's yeah. the catalyst that pushes everything And over. that just put
0: me. Yeah. I, I still laugh to this day that that's probably why my boyfriend and I broke up. Because oh, I gosh. was like, I think we were together three years after that. But I think he was yeah. haunted. Because I kept it together so much, and this will take us back to the day before your surgery, yeah.
1: but the night before... You broke. I broke. Yeah.
0: So what was your... How did you prepare for your night before?
1: Um, honestly, I don't I don't remember much of it. I think I was so nervous, and I had just gotten out of school. <laughs> like, I'd finished class, I think. I don't know what time Meisner got out. I can't remember. Maybe like 5, 6 o'clock. Um, my mom had flown in the day before because she was living in Texas. Um, so I just think I think we got Thai food. then I think I couldn't eat past like eight. You can't, yeah, technically and past twelve, past twelve, but i I get nauseous so yeah but eight. and then I think we drove to Long Island because that's where the surgery was, and we checked into our Airbnb. and I think I just i th- I think I tried to call my sister and she she didn't pick up, which again. No, no bad juju on her she was going through a lot I was going through a lot and then I think I just went to bed and I think I just like prayed <laughs> Were you
0: excited? Or I was nervous ex- and excited Nervous or- and excited
1: yeah. I felt like yeah. throwing up for all of the reasons yeah. you know like yeah. I was I, I just wanted to know what they were going to look like you know I, I wanted to know if it was going to be painful like I was a little scared because that was my first surgery
0: How long how many hours was
1: that surgery? Oh I don't know I was out the whole time <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't, know I don't remember. That. I think it I'm was. Glad you were out. I think That's, it
1: was five. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so five or six. So
0: they. Did you talk with your plastic surgeon beforehand about yeah. what size you wanted to
1: become? Yeah, of course. There, it's hard for them to like make you a certain size because. They're, they're just cutting down to what they think they can. I'd, I'd had several meetings with him. I always joke. I was like, that was the first time I let a man consensually touch my breasts. And we talked about how much he wanted to cut off and like ballpark estimate where I wanted to get. Because he didn't want to make me proportionally small for my body. Um, but he didn't want to take off so little where it wouldn't help me health wise. I told him I wanted to land around a sea.
0: Can I just say a word I was just so struck by? Yeah. It's funny how like certain words deep, like I'm like crying, how certain words deeply trigger yeah. that you use the word cut off. Yeah. Now my breasts, I feel like were cut off, but, Yeah. but as were yours.
1: Well, they were cut down. They were cut down. Yeah. Like a, like a tree just cutting in front of it. But, but there's
0: still something to me, something so aggressive is not the right word. Yeah. Uh, about the fact Of cutting.
1: Yeah. I think that's what terrified me the most. Because as I said, I was nervous. Like I had never had a surgery before. It's a big surgery. Yeah. I never, I never experienced somebody. I never, I never even had stitches. Like I didn't know what it felt like to have my, my skin tear. And even the scarier part have parts of me taken off. That's, I think that, I think
0: that's why I was so struck. Yeah. Because even though it was absolutely, you knew you wanted to do this. Yeah. There's still got to be something deeply emotional. Oh, yeah.
1: I looked in the mirror the night before and I was like, this is the last time I'm going to look like this. And it was exciting and terrifying and scary and, and strange because it's like, it's almost like getting a haircut, you know? Like, you look different but the same. Mm-hmm. And like after I remember, I kept looking at myself in the mirror. Like I'd I'd walk by and I'd step back. It's like when you get a haircut, you walk by and you step back and you're just looking at yourself. Yeah. And that's when I remember right after I got my bandages taken off, looking in the mirror, and I mean they looked <laughs> horrible. They were horrible. When horrible. You think, I, mean, I
0: screamed the top of my like lines,
1: purple and yellow and black and blue, and I have these black stitches and it they did an anchor surgery so what they did was they went all the way around almost like where an underwire goes to
0: cover the scarring so your scars are not yeah so
1: they go all the way under the breast, um kind of up to like the mid boob Mm -hmm. and then they go up and around the areola because my areolas were also stretched out um, because of just how fast they grew and how large they were. So, I mean, I was just covered in black, like string, and I was bruised. And were you in pain? I remember it feeling, I got off the pain meds pretty early because I don't like to yeah, be on the heavy same medication. Was the same one. I remember it feeling like a really bad sunburn the first couple nights, or like somebody was pressing on my chest, almost like how it, people describe getting a tattoo feels like this burning heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would get these shooting pains, but it, it was nothing unbearable. And I think I was so elated and relieved and full of adrenaline for so much of the after few sure. couple days. I don't remember a lot of pain. That's fantastic. Yeah. Even I'll still get occasional twinges on my on my scars, right. yeah. especially if I wear an underwire bra for like a whole day. They'll just kind of ache. But it's nothing unbearable. Did you,
0: I'm backtracking a yeah. little bit about when you looked in the mirror. Yeah. Right? When you looked in the mirror before, did you look at yourself with love?
1: It was hard. I had to learn how to. It, it, if I did eventually, eventually. But there was always this. I, it almost felt like I was looking at a stranger. Because what I saw on the outside didn't match my idea of who what I looked like. Right. And so I didn't love myself because I I, I want to be very clear. I got to the point where I loved myself before I did this, which I think was the most we important say that step. again because that's
0: just that yeah. is just everything.
1: Yeah, I got to the point where I loved myself before I did this. How'd you get to that point? I think I had been through some really, I mean, it's cliched, but I had been through some really really horrible relationships. And I think it's, it stemmed from this place of insecurity, but I had been in some really manipulative, toxic, emotionally abusive relationships and going through that, I realized I did have value. And I think going into those relationships, I was seeking value because I was so insecure, you know? Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: I do. I think I love that you went into it loving yourself. Yeah. Would you say that you think it's important to love yourself before you have the surgery?
1: I, I I think it is Tell because me. yeah, I want to know why. I think when you're doing something, this life changing and, and so altering to your body, it can get addictive. If you don't love who you are, if it is stemming from an, a place of insecurity, then you mm-hmm. might want to change other things about yourself that don't need to be changed. Like I really felt like the main reason I did this was so I wasn't in as much pain anymore Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, I don't want to get my butt done. I don't want to get my nose done, even though like there's, there's parts of myself I don't like because I'm a woman and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I wish my nose looked like Elizabeth Olson's and was cute (laughs) and turned up, you know? But I, I, I like who I am. So I don't want to change anything about myself and I liked who I was then. So I didn't, want to change it right I felt like I could change it I felt like I had the power to change it mm-hmm. for myself for my health
0: I love that because you yeah. know we can all look in the mirror especially as you get older <laughs> and find like five thousand things to go I want yeah. to fix that I want and you're right it, it can become an addiction yeah right I'm sure people get incredibly addicted to plastic yeah. surgery and yeah. to fixing and changing so when you look in the mirror today how do you feel
1: I feel great I feel really great. It's that same sense of loving myself that I always had, but it's this, I have more confidence and I can actually physically stand up taller. So that's great. Mm. (laughs) And I feel like I fit, like, even though I I was trying to get to this earlier, but I got distracted when I first saw myself, even though they were bruised and nasty, they looked like Frankenstein boobs. I was so happy. Mm. I looked in the mirror and I cried because I was like, yeah, that fits. Like it actually fits my body proportions. And I was so tired at that point of being just seen as like the sex object. Like as an actor, Mm. I was getting typecast in all of these roles that were just all about sex. And I have, I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. I love, I love being like a sex positive woman and and being empowered in my sexuality. But I was like, this feels demeaning. Mm. This feels like I'm a fetish and I'm not okay with that. So I would turn down those roles and I was so empowered because I was like, maybe now people will respect me more. Maybe now because the first thing that walks into the room isn't my breasts, breasts. I, I might get more respect. And that's a sad reality that I was relieved in that way.
0: And is it different when you walk in a room?
1: Yeah, it is. And that's sad.
0: It is sad. It's really but disappointing. It's
1: yeah. So um, how's it different? I feel like people hear me and people respect me. Like I've been watching <laughs> Pam and Tommy. Have oh, I want to
0: watch that. <laughs> it's, How so it? it it's so good. It's so good. I watch
1: it. And like my heart breaks for her because all she wanted was to be taken as a serious actor. And that was never going to happen, happen for her because of the way she looked in, in the time she grew up in and the respect for women then. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm so glad I... I don't have to be seen like that anymore. And I wish she had never been seen like that in the first place. So yeah.
0: Wow. What would you say to, um, I I, actually, since we're talking about what we're watching, I'm watching the documentary and the Playboy Bunnies.
1: Oh my gosh. I want to watch that so bad. Oh my God. Because I've done some research on some of the the crimes that have happened there. Like that one girl who was killed by her husband. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It it is. Watch it. It is. I will watch it. I'm so. They have so many crazy rules that they have to follow. Oh Yeah. That's yeah. insane. But
0: but if but if you look at the image yeah. of, of the Playboy bunny, yeah, watch it. Yeah. The breasts and that.
1: That's the most important part. The, yeah. 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 And it's so sad. It's like just because we have this part of us that doesn't belong to a man does not mean that we should be treated with any different level of respect. But it's like this identifying factor for us as women.
0: Yeah, and it it's interesting because one day I wanna like sit and like have a full conversation about yeah. that. Because as a woman who lost her breast to cancer. Yeah. I feel like people we need to have the conversation first yeah. of what do our breasts mean to really understand what it's like to lose them. Yeah. Right? Like what because my breasts were, still are yeah. a very big part of my identity. Yeah. I'm tiny. Now I was I was probably a little bigger than a C mm-hmm. but I'm really petite yeah and I loved getting that attention yeah I loved and and I would laugh and I would say my boobs walked into the room before
1: me yeah and I did love that I don't know yeah it, it, it's, it's it's so complicated it's so complicated. because I was I I don't think I wasn't proud of my breasts then mm-hmm. I think I was confused about them because there were so many emotions tied to them but I'm so proud of them now and I love to show them off now. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, do. It's just but it's like it's such an every- even though they're like all scratched up from today for my cat. From the they're cat. out and then the cat. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but I, I I think breasts are just a fascinating
1: Yeah, and we don't talk about th- nobody ever no, talks to I could me talk about, for breasts. about breasts. Oh me too. Like
0: I could just talk and talk about it. It felt like such breasts. this
1: it almost felt like a curse word or something to me as a child because I was like, We don't talk about breasts. Because I have thought about this a lot because yeah. the climate's changing and things are yeah. different.
0: When you heard that my show was called "Nice Tits," yeah, did you find that? And I really want the honest yeah. answer, and I'm—I it's really important for me.
1: Was that offensive? No, and you know why? Because you—you got to use the word, you got to define what it meant, you got to. Label it in this such positive, amazing story. Cause it's almost like, it's like when women retook the word bitch, yes. cause bitch used to be this horrible thing. So demeaning. You never call anybody bitch. And I call my friends bitch, you know, and it's empowering for me. And I'm like, I can say that I mm-hmm. can call myself a bad bitch. You can't call me a bitch. Right. I can call myself a bad bitch. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. So if a guy wrote a show called nice tits, no go. Yeah.
1: But- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that can't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was curious, because when I, when I read that, I was like, wow, I wonder um, how Holly felt,
1: because my show... I'm I not, had the sticker on my phone. I love that.
0: I love that. I would tell
1: I, people about it. I, I made was,
0: great stickers. Yeah, I, I love I them. made great stickers. It broke I my
1: heart when it fell off.
0: I'll give you... I have more. <gasps> oh, my Yay, God, so I many colors. stickers. I can't you see wait my water l-
1: bottle? I got stickers all oh over Oh, my God, it. I'm
0: totally going to give you more. Yay. But I had... Um, I was, I don't want to, well, I'm not going to say the cancer organization, but I was about to do my show before the pandemic Mm -hmm. for a cancer organization. They posted about my show and I got, I don't know if you remember my post. I got reamed by certain women reamed. I was like. A mess. I was like sobbing. I got reamed. See, that's what breaks my heart. How dare you as a cancer survivor do that? How dare you um, take something that's so difficult? Isn't it so heartbreaking
1: when women shame other women? It's like, what's the point, guys? It broke. It broke me. Yeah. Because I
0: was like... yeah, it broke me. And well, i course so I sorry to you Facebook had to go And I was yeah. like, to, you know, because a lot of people see my show and I'm like, is this wrong? Do I change the name? Because, you know, me, I, yeah. I, I, I want to be respectful to all. And everyone's like, yeah.
1: no. no, because it was my
0: breast that I lost.
1: Yeah. You get the choice. I get the choice. Get the Whereas choice. You
0: got the choice. Yeah. What would you say to uh, those women who shamed you? If they were in front of you today. What would you say to them?
1: Probably thought that I forgive them. This what this world is so hard. Being a woman, and we are penned against. I'm going to get emotional again. We are penned oh, against no, know, each other.
0: We have to Yeah, for a few minutes. And so even like
1: I had a a wonderful teacher at NYCDA, who who passed unfortunately, Suzanne. She she even shamed me a little bit. She told me I can't come to class in a tank top when there was a girl right next to me wearing a tank top. And I, I really because wish your breasts were so- because my breasts were large and it's okay. I wish I could get the chance to have a conversation with her about it and be like, that kind of hurt my feelings. And she's a wonderful, she's uh, a wonderful she's a woman. Wonderful, lovely. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. It, it literally wrecked me when she died because I, I had so much love and admiration for her, but it's like, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't. And I, I don't even always blame, especially the younger men who objectified me because it's just society is teaching us. That if you're a woman, it's okay to stomp to be stomped on and it's okay to be objectified or, or it's okay for other women to tell you what you're doing isn't right, you know? And other it's women. like, Do, do you yeah. find it
0: worse when other women shame yeah. you than when oh, they yeah. shame you? Yeah.
1: I think that stuck with me more than anything because I even had some Christian men try to shame me for my body and it, it didn't touch me. It didn't hurt me the way it did with women because I'm like you guys have these two you're supposed to understand that I didn't choose this right you don't choose if you don't choose what grows out of your body Right. like I didn't choose to have a g cup and I don't know if sometimes it was coming from a place of jealousy or or insecurity from them
0: or that you were getting so much attention yeah like, I guess you know I guess we never know unless we ask
1: yeah right yeah so how were you
0: sexually how did it affect you? Because here yeah. you went to. I mean, I'm not even yeah. going to get into sex in high school, but when you were at uh, drama school, yeah, with, with all these these hormones. Oh yeah,
1: and- raging hormones. And I raging. went to. And I went to. I, I, I got an associates before that in a the theater department, so I've always been around.
0: How did it affect you sexually?
1: For a really long time, there was a lot of shame around it. I mean, I was a virgin till after the surgery. I was that on purpose. Yeah. Because I I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable being naked. I didn't. I didn't want anybody like I was always like, oh, you know what's so great is that idea of like waiting till you're married because then they don't actually have to see them because maybe they won't like them. you know, mm-hmm. And that's such an awful thing for me to think to have this shame around what they looked like. And I also knew like, I didn't want attention just for them. And right. so I was never sure if the attention I was getting from men, making advances and wanting to be with me and being attracted to me was because of who I was or because of what I looked like. And that was really terrifying. And like, I had one serious relationship and I never felt safe even taking off like my shirt around him.
0: Why? What did you think he would say?
1: He was so particular about the way he wanted women to look and... And he was older, mm-hmm. and I, and I wanted to be that young, hot thing for him. And I was just because they were so large, they sagged, mm. like oh, they came so th- down so far. And I was so good at dressing to hide them, so I didn't even know if he knew how truly large they were. So I didn't even want him to see me in my bra, and and that was shame. That's yeah, shame. it was yeah. shame, and and a, a and because it was with a human, I didn't feel safe with, right. and because it was a, a relationship. Grounded in insecurity and in toxicity and codependency. How could I feel comfortable? Another huge step for me was I was a little self-conscious around my scars for a while. Just because, God bless my grandmother, she doesn't have a filter. Sweet woman, she was like, are they going to go away? Like, tell me they're going to go away. And I was like, no, Granny, they're
0: People <laughs> like, really don't know what they say. No.
1: Yeah. And, I, and of course she didn't mean it in any way. But I was always a little insecure. And when I bought my wedding dress... She pulled all of these dresses for me. And there was one I was like, I don't think I want to try it on. She's like, just try it. Because it was a deep V. And I knew. I knew it was going to show my scars. And I fell in love with that dress oh. the second I put it on. And I got married in that dress. And you can see my scars in pictures. And you yeah.
0: showed your scars. Yeah. I, that. I, I mean, you that. could see it in
1: some angles. Like, it wasn't like they were on display. But, like, you can see them if you look for them. And I never thought I would want to wear something that exposed them. But I, I loved it. Do
0: you feel that if, um, because I deal with, with my scars, yeah. from my surgery, do, do you feel that the more you love your scars, the more permission someone else has to love them?
1: I think so. And I think, I, I think it's so interesting that I'm proud of these scars and I'm also proud of the emotional scars because we used the word scarring earlier from mm-hmm. the shame that those women right. made me feel. Right. I'm proud of all of them. Tell me why because they made me who I am and they've also enabled me to helping other women going through this. I've I've talked to probably half a dozen other young women who want to get breast reductions. You
0: like you and I have this like brain meld. because the next question I was <laughs> going to say to you. I was talking about this podcast to yeah. uh, one of the at one of the schools I'm subbing yeah. at. And they're like, what's it about? And I told them, and then I, I mentioned you. Yeah. And one other girl, she went like white. Oh, bless and her. she just started crying. Oh. And she said, I... I've want to get a breast reduction so badly yeah. and and she and I was like well and and I'm go- if you're okay with it I yeah would I would to love to have, to talk have her talk contact. to her yeah. yeah because when I said well I'm sure Holly would talk to she was yeah. like really I I have no one to talk to so tell yeah. me about when you talk to young women
1: I've I've had over the because it's been four or five years now since I've got it I, I've gotten to talk to around six other women How and did I they find you Social media, I made a huge post about it when I got it done because mm-hmm. I was proud of it. I was like, I did this and nobody's going to tell me that it's wrong and I'm proud of it. And so because I've been so vocal and I wrote a poem and I, I used to work at a poetry club down on Bowery and I, I read that poem there. And Do I've you had, have the poem with you? Oh, I don't know. No, okay, I might. We'll, we'll look, we'll um, look. And so and the friends of friends have sent them my way like like people I barely know who follow me on Instagram have reached out and like my friend just recently, he was talking to this, this young person sh- who they were female assigned at birth and they want a breast reduction and they're not, they're non-binary. So they don't want to get them removed. They right. just want a reduction because they are larger. And he gave them my number and they're like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. We've met a few times and like, can I ask you some questions? And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Ask away. Let's do this thing. You want to do this thing? Let's go. That's like, right. I mean, yeah. that's why I do this podcast. Yeah. Because I think it's, and
0: I think it's so important because I have another friend whose daughter
1: yeah. wants to get a
0: reduction. I think people don't realize how prevalent this is. Yeah.
1: And I was so lucky. I had a friend that I grew up with in Alaska who had had one a year before me. And so I got to ask her some questions and, and have somebody who I really felt, and I grew up with this girl, and so I really got to have somebody who I connected with, right? and we danced together, and like, it was just amazing that I got to talk to her about it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a very, it's a really important conversation yeah. to have, and I think sometimes, not that anyone, I mean, people don't understand, but I think if you've been through something, yeah. there's just a very different level.
1: Yeah. Of getting it. Yeah. And I love talking women through it because I think it's such an empowering choice. If, if you want to do it for your health, to improve your lifestyle, right, then do it and screw what anybody else says. Like, I want to be there to empower you and to encourage you and to help you figure out how, how to work your insurance and... And the right doctors to go to because I love research. So just tell me where you are and I'll Google all the plastic surgeons in the area and I'll help you. It is
0: about like with with finding the right doctor. It's very, very important because I was very blessed. I went to a great doctor, but uh, not everybody.
1: No, I had a great doctor. I didn't even need drainage tubes. Oh, I have the drainage tubes. Yeah, yeah, that was my biggest fear. I was so scared of the drainage tubes. And I remember the night before, I was just like praying. I was like, please, God, don't let me have drainage tubes. Yeah, the tubes.
0: drainage tubes, For I, I felt like I was the uh, bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. So there, there are these, I don't, I mean, you have to Google to see a photo of them, but there are these tubes yeah. that basically. Correct me if I'm wrong. They fill up with your blood,
1: yeah, and because, pus, and yeah,
0: and pus and blood. <laughs> Thanks for adding yeah. pus,
1: pus and blood. Yeah, you can't forget and the pus.
0: Someone, my stepmom drained them for me. I could oh, have God never done. Di- yeah, yeah, I could have never done it. Um, I had them in for about a week.
1: Yeah, you can't shower. Um, you know, what's the scariest part to me about the drainage tubes. It wasn't even any of that. It was taking the tubes out because I watched a YouTube video after YouTube video of people explaining what it felt like. And I was like, oh no, that's no. Yeah, my plastic surgeon took yeah. me out.
0: But, but for me, that day when I got the drains removed, it was like, okay. I'm done. Next. Well, yeah. Not far not from done. Done, yeah, it done. I was done with the drains. Yeah. So, like everything was Step in steps further. So, yeah. And it's yeah. funny you said, like, there's certain things you forget. I like. Blocked out a lot about those drains. Yeah, that's
1: traumatizing. It's traumatizing because but you're I,
0: having not to like get too detailed, but you, your your blood is your your
1: and your armpit. That because, terrified me. Yeah, yeah. It's a big surgery. Yeah, but yours is a very different kind of surgery. Yeah,
0: but again, mine. I just want to say, mine was a choice. Like mm-hmm. I chose to have a double mastectomy. Yeah, I I could have I could have not. I could have you know gone a different route. But for me, yeah. And again, it goes back to choice. For me that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, what's so important. We have to do what's right for us. Yeah. Whereas for your sister, it wasn't the right choice yeah. for us. And I think the issue results is when we judge or
1: mm-hmm. when
0: others judge yeah. choices. Like I've had people go, what'd you do that for? It's like, yeah. because it was my choice. Yeah.
1: And I don't think she judged me in any way. I think she was just scared right. and didn't understand. Right. Cause I don't want to paint her as a judgmental person because she's absolutely not that. But, I, I agree with you. I remember I was like talking to a young man. You know, this is our phrase now, our, us youngsters. We were talking. I was talking. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that the phrase? Yeah. So
1: when you're like, you're interested in somebody, but you're not like dating each other yet. <gasps> oh, and so, so you're we were talking. talking. Oh. I was talking to this young man. He was lovely. Um, he worked at a jazz club, so I would go visit his jazz club. And I remember telling him, I was like, I was like yeah, I'm not going to be around for a couple of weeks because I'm going to go get my breasts. Re- Reduce and he's like, no. It's <laughs> like, yes, yes I am, yes I am. <laughs> he said no. Yeah. So yeah, we did go out after. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but he was a lovely man, lovely young man. Yeah, but, but it but it ended there. Yeah.
0: So do you feel different sexually now?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel more empowered. And after that, after the surgery, I've really got to finally. I felt like because I made a choice about my body. And because I had kind of broken out of this very conservative mold that I had been living in and under almost, it felt like more I was living under it for so long, and I got to define things for myself, I finally gave myself permission to want a sexual relationship with somebody and and to embrace my sexuality and to feel sexy. So
0: I have to ask you this? Because I think it's different for each person. Yeah. What does it mean to you to feel sexy?
1: I think it's just confidence, like to look at yourself and to be like, despite all the flaws. Yes. Like, yes, that's it. Like, like, oh, anybody would be lucky to have me. (laughs) Well,
0: confidence confidence is sexy.
1: Yeah, Confidence is really sexy. Yeah. And just to walk around and know that. I have something to offer somebody that's fantastic and it's not just my body mm-hmm. it's my mm-hmm. personality it's it's my love it's my care it's my empathy it's it's my passion to care for others but also my body's great too, so you're getting the whole package. Like I love that you said, but also my body. <laughs> Holly's a beautiful woman. Oh, thank you.
0: But also my, but I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and, and you said it in such a self-love way, versus like, well, you know, I have this great body. You yeah. know,
1: I don't think I have the best body ever, but I sure like it. So, but isn't that like yeah. everything? Yeah, and you couldn't have said that before. Yeah, or you could have, but you didn't. Say yeah, that before. And I was. I think at the point of the surgery, when I finally decided to love myself, I was just sick and tired of hating things about myself. I, I was sick and tired of grabbing at my cellulite and, and trying to find arm fat and, and, worrying about like back fat under my bra straps. Like I was sick and tired of it. Back fat under the bra straps is the word. It really
0: is. Right. You put on a top, you're like, what is that? But also what is But also it's natural. Like it
1: is natural. It's natural. Like and it's also great not to wear a bra. I could never not wear a bra before. Like I'm not wearing a bra today. Bent, Sorry, Tima. Oh, oh. <laughs> look at how perky they are. She's so perky. I have so much power now in shopping for underwear and lingerie, like I ne- and swimsuits. Like it just feels so nice to buy things that fit, and that also makes me feel sexy is to yeah. be able to buy things and have it fit, and, and just like look at myself in the mirror and be like, "Wow, I can wear lingerie. Wow, and it doesn't. I don't look like I'm wearing." Like a granny bra mm. anymore. Oh,
0: because they don't make them make cute.
1: They don't make them cute when they're like a G. Like it's very rare. And if you do find something that's cute, it's over a hundred dollars. So I'm very excited. We found your poem. Yay! Would you read it to us? Yes. I apologize okay. if I stumble because it's been a long time and it's a long and just one. Just tell us when you wrote it. I wrote it two weeks after the surgery. Okay. Yeah. Great. um so it's been a while since I've read it um it's like
0: Julie it's like the days I'd be like okay do a monologue
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> do a monologue <laughs> just go. On spot, go um and it's not like a rhymey poem like it's more of a spoken word poem because I, I worked I out like I how okay. you feel you don't have to check. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay I got a breast reduction and before you ask me why in the world would I do that let me tell you this at the age of 12 I skipped the training bra phase and went straight into the large squish-me-uniboob sports bras. When I was 14, a friend's brother told her to shut up because the tits were talking. I guess boys are better at paying attention to breasts than names. After that, I started noticing glances turned into stares. Men's eyes became hungry things. And if I went out in a tight shirt, suddenly I was the target of catcalls. I had to fight for eye contact. I had to fight to be seen as a person and not a cup size. I had to remember that I had a name. I had to forgive every man who looked at me with lust. I had to forgive myself for having this body, the one that was in constant pain, the one that felt like giving up at the end of the day. Days filled with grinding frictions in the lower spine that curved my back into an extreme arc. Days filled with hours of tension in my neck and shoulders. The shoulders that couldn't stay upright because of the weight. The shoulders with indentations from strained straps. Maybe you didn't know this, but the cleavage of a pinup style body ends up weighing a lot. Try walking around with an extra seven pounds or more strapped to your chest every day. The opening of Baywatch is every man's dream, but they don't know that you can literally break your clavicle from the weight of bouncing breasts because big breasts look glamorous until you see the spinal damage, the hours of lost sleep because you can't get comfortable, the broken underwire bras that dig into your skin and make you bleed, leaving scars. There's nothing sexy about... The charge to your credit card to buy something that will actually fit you and make you feel less deformed, even if it's like a grandma bra. It's cute to laugh and joke about jugs, tiggled biddies, brusticles, tatas, boobies, hooters, cans, fun bags, knockers, melons, and juggernauts. But you know what's not funny? is crying in a dressing room because you can't find a prom dress that fits, or a swimsuit, or a strapless anything, or lingerie for 10 years. Crop tops don't really count as tops. Bralettes are just decorations worn over a bra. Button-ups were a joke. Running or any physical activity only happens after putting on at least three sports bras, and going bra braless was simply not an option. I did learn how to love the body I had. I learned how to laugh at the girls. I learned that some could see past my G cups and into my heart. I learned that I was beautiful even when I didn't feel like it. I learned that pain could be a daily experience and that pain makes you appreciate the small reliefs in life. I learned that some people will call you things that you are not because of your body tell you that the clothes you are wearing are wrong when it's not the clothes and it's not your body and it's not your breasts it is not you that is wrong it is them because it is hard to understand that not everything revolves around an opinion that choices aren't always simple and that what you see is not an invitation for judgment because only a woman has the right to judge what is right for her body and that is what i did and that is why i will not answer why Okay, that was a long poem. It's a beautiful, beautiful, Thank beautiful you.
0: poem. Breathe.
1: Okay, I'm breathing. And, uh, I'm going to have some water. <laughs> when was the last time you read that poem? Oh, God, it's been before the pandemic. It just reminded me of how brave I was and how much relief. Because I, I think sometimes I forget that I even had them because I've been living without them for so many years. And, like, it was ten years 10 years before I I made the decision to get the reduction. And, like, that little girl went through a lot. I forgot the prom dress thing really made me lose it. I forgot. It was really hard to find a prom dress. I bet. I had to buy a dress, like, four sizes too big and get it taken in. A lot for that little girl. Yeah.
0: So what does it feel? Like, what would you say to that little girl if she was in front of you? As the, as the adult
1: who's. Yeah. Yeah. Tell her that nobody defines her but herself and that she's beautiful. She was really beautiful. She was awkward, but she was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much
0: for reading that. I feel like that poem encapsulated the entire conversation. I think so too. I
1: forgot so much that I put in there. So
0: much so important. Yeah. I'm a huge person in believing that writing is so healing
1: It's for so our soul. powerful. It's what I tell any of my friends going through something. I'm like, "Did you, did you write it down?" Yeah. Cuz you got to write it down. Yeah,
0: so me and my ideas, I would either post it as a poem or if I or I would have someone film you doing that poem. Oh, that'd be cool. Because really it's cool. really really powerful. Thank you. So now, I love talking to you. Like, I love I talking talk to you. To you. Like I know. I could like, be I'm in here like, for I'm five hours. I like, yeah. So we have these exit questions that okay. we like to do. I like to think of it as a game. I, I love games. I do too. <laughs> oh, you, you guys have to come over. We have to play games. Yeah, oh love, my gosh. Yeah, We're a big game, game people. Night. Oh my God, me too. Okay, great. Okay, totally game night. So the reason I say it's like a game, mm-hmm. because I don't want you to take like an hour to think. You know what it is? It's like in Meisner. This is, I'm sorry to those people who don't know Meister, (laughs) but it's all about your instinct, your impulse, right? Like, we don't have time. I mean, obviously you can take a second, but just like, what is, what is your gut response? What is your gut response? Let me,
1: let me sit up so I can feel my (laughs) gut. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm like, okay, should we do a little rep
1: beforehand? Okay. So what does true intimacy look like to you? Not being afraid to show them every part of you. Why do you think we are so obsessed with sex? Our culture, it's, and it, it's ingrained and even like fun, like fundamental Christian. It's just, we're all so obsessed. It's our culture. It's because we're afraid of it.
0: Go, go a little further. Talk to me a little more about that.
1: I feel like, and, and it breaks my heart because I see it so much with my friends in the LGBTQ plus community. People are just afraid of sexuality and are afraid of something that they have no business knowing about unless that person shares with you. And we're just obsessed trying to regulate it to make something fit into this perfect little box so we can understand it and make sure it's acceptable and there's no such thing when it comes to sexuality.
0: What's something in your after that you're still working on?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. I have to work on not being afraid that they'll grow back.
0: Do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Especially after, like when I have kids, I'm terrified. I know somebody who got them done very young and they went on birth control and they gained a lot of weight and all the breasts came back. And I know your breasts get bigger when you breastfeed. So, and I'm also scared that I can't breastfeed. I won't know until I get there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What is something people would be shocked to learn about what you went through? That I did it all myself. That I drove to Long Island all by myself, multiple times for doctor's visits. I called the insurance. I, I, I did it all myself. What is one thing you'd say to someone
0: going through what you did? Or I will even rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Young woman approaches you. What is one thing you would say to her?
1: That you need a trust that you know what's best for your body. And that nobody gets to define who you are but you. That was beautiful. Thank you.
0: I think I'm going to like cry for the next like four hours. Me too. First of all, seeing you, to see you, to hug you just fills my soul with such joy. To be in the same city as you makes me so happy.
1: Yeah. But thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your truth. And thank you for making this platform and for just being brave and making that show.
0: Sex After is hosted by me, Amy Marks, and it's produced by Chris DeRosa. If you enjoy the show, I'd love to hear from you. DM me on Instagram at amymarks and sexafterpodcast, or send me a message on my website at amymarks.com. And please follow, rate, and review the show and help us spread the word. Until next time.